My name is John Cottingham. I was for many years professor of philosophy at Reading University in England. And in the bulk of my career, I worked in the history of philosophy, uh, particularly on Descartes, René Descartes, and the early modern period. But in the last, I guess, 10, 20 years, last two decades, I've been increasingly interested in moral philosophy and specifically the philosophy of religion and what used to be thought rather grand questions which philosophers didn't deal with anymore, like the meaning of life. We find ourselves here, we, we are bewildered, we are perhaps frightened. Many of the existential writers talk about anguish and fear and trembling uh, and that's partly, I think, a sense of vulnerability, human vulnerability before, not just in virtue of all the dangers and risks of life, but human vulnerability because we feel ourselves to be incomplete, inadequate, when measured against something that we glimpse but don't yet fully see. Human life is, in a way... Um, you know, perhaps this is a cliche, it's often called a journey, but it's the journey of an incomplete being who is longing for completion. And yet we are, here we are, we're thrown here, we're mired in imminence. This is the great paradox of human existence. I think we are mired in imminence, but we yearn for transcendence. And the redemption stories of the great religions point to a way where we can escape. I mean, it doesn't have to be theistic. There, there are Buddhist suggestions for escaping from, from the wheel of, um, of fate uh, by losing the self and becoming aware that one is nothing, one is not really a person. Uh, and again, one has to respect these, these views, but um, the theistic perspective is makes it important that each of us has a unique individuality, that just as a tree or a plant will flourish if it's rightly treated to the good, the full perfection of its kind. So each of us has a flourishing, a flowering, which is meant for us and which we can easily refuse to achieve, but which it will be a hard struggle to, to, um, to fulfill, but which nonetheless we sense that in only by doing that can we achieve that full sense of meaning and, and completion which we long for. So that's the way I look at these things, though I'd be the first to admit that it's not the only way I think a great deal of philosophy is actually a matter of trying to make vivid a certain picture of the human condition and that if one succeeds in making that truly vivid rather than just technically valid, one may be achieving more. I would regard philosophy as closer to literature than it's often thought to be, uh, though I wouldn't for a moment deny the value of rigorous argument. But ultimately, um, whether one of us changes our mind, and I found this in constant 
constantly in discussion with others. Whether they change their mind is often not so much a matter of tightening the argument, but is a matter of making vivid some picture which before they weren't very interested in, but light dawns. I've certainly had this experience myself. We have to have a distinction between the way we are and the way we should be. And so, or if you like, between the factual and the normative. And a lot of scientistic anthropology seems to think that provided you can trace a given impulse to how our ancestors behaved on the plains of Africa so many million years ago, you've somehow validated it. But of course you haven't. You, you, you've simply shown that, it, that some trait is deeply rooted in the facts of human nature. But how we should be, how we're called to be, how we could become, the way we could end up, is not to be found just in the facts of biology, though it, I guess, has to take account of those facts. So we need to preserve a distinction between the factual and the normative. Um, and then it becomes a question about whether a purely immanentist philosophy can give a satisfactory account of the normative. These questions about meaning... I don't think ultimately have a final philosophical answer and perhaps that's, that's the way it should be. Um, I'm working on a research project at the moment with some very talented colleagues in London called The Quest for God and part of the point of that is that the idea that the desire for God, the search for God, is as important, if not more important, in terms of knowledge of the divine than any supposed purely cognitive faculty. Human beings thrown into the world are incomplete beings who are in search of meaning and value. And it's that, it's that questing spirit, which is part of our makeup as human, part of our human birthright, and of course, one finds that in science too. It's one of the great motivations for the most wonderful scientific um, inquiry. So it's not that I'm wanting to sort of make that a prerogative, a personal or um, religious prerogative. Um, but I do think that any philosophy that's worth its salt has to recognize this incompleteness, this questing spirit of humanity and to use all the resources of the human spirit to conduct that, that quest, that search. Making Meaning is a limited series from Ministry of Ideas. It is produced by me, Zachary Davis, and Jack Pombriand. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by sharing the show with your friends, subscribing, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. For more information, visit our website at ministryofideas.org. You can connect with us on Twitter, where we're at Ministry of Ideas. You can also email us at Zachary at ministryofideas.org. We would love to hear from you. Ministry of Ideas is a proud member of Hub & Spoke, a Boston-centric collective of smart, idea-driven podcasts. You can check out all of our shows at hubspokeaudio.org.